I sense there's a great desire and yearning and longing from young people to these days to want to know about African things. They need it like yesterday. They want it. I pick it up from my sons. I pick it up from their friends. I pick it up from church, young people. But you can't guarantee I have one. This is episode 9 of Umoya on African spirituality, hosted by me, Atambi Masola, and me, Melissa Tando Bongela. The whole concept of the show is about reigniting and understanding African spirituality in the 21st century. We seek to walk this journey with young and elderly people alike, where we become a nexus, whereby sing Bandu, we can inquire together. We've identified people from different fields to talk about how spirituality feeds into their daily lives, be they musicians, healers, teachers, scientists, artists, and activists. With African religions being historically destroyed by Christianity, the clergy, and other figures of authority, what does it mean that some of us have one foot in our Bible-worshipping background and another foot trying to reconnect with a spirituality that we don't really know? We chose this topic because there seems to be a growing number of people who want to explore how their Christianity can coexist with their African spirituality. In this episode, Millie and I interview Methodist priest, theologian, and marriage counselor, Reverend Mandla Gamede, who integrates Christianity with African spirituality in his work as a Methodist priest, as well as his work as a marriage healer with the Magadlela Institute of Authentic Leadership. Reverend Gamede is an example of someone who has found synergy in his practice in spite of the contested history between African spirituality and Christianity. So our first question is a bit of an odd one. So Wongum to Simbuza are the same question in every interview. Um, and Simbuza because Amabali so we wanted you to tell us could you tell us about your name and the story about your name my name is Mandla Ngosi in full but it's shortened Mandla and I come from a family that is well um, Christian grounded my mom and dad very staunch Methodist. Uh, actually, my mother comes from the men's, from the Baptist men's. Her father was a priest in the Baptist church. Be that as it may, also because of the influence of my Swazi tradition, intermixed with my Zulu tradition from my maternal side, those two have made me to affirm and acknowledge my customs, my values, my tradition. And it has made me into into what I am. And it suddenly made me aware of the confluence between the African tradition and the Christian faith. And it enabled me to understand the Bible far better because of these two, combining them, the two of them. Mandla, because my father grew up as an orphan at an age of 17, and he toiled around Devon and he, until he came to Joburg. And he met my mom and they, they met, they married in the early 50s. And they got me and they said, a mandling goes, mm. God's power. And so I tried to emulate that 
Although at times I feel like I'm powerless, but the name always, you know, nudges me that uh, it's all by God's grace, God's power that we succeed. So that gives you a picture of who I am. Mm. There you are. Yeah. For a lot of us, we are born in, in, in Christian families yeah. or sometimes in other cases, traditionalist families, whether and at some point you leave home, you you have your career and you you walk away from the church yes. as you grow and you understand the world and you encounter other cultures and other ways yes. of being. Yes. And and so a lot of us uh, kind of sometimes turn the volume down on our spirituality. Absolutely. I, and I'm saying this because I want to know, did you ever have this, how did you arrive at this current spiritual practice that you have sure. of being a reverend? having come from a household where your father was a, a local preacher, as you said that your, your parents were staunch yeah. Methodists. Yeah. Did you ever stray and then come back to this? Oganya, have you constantly just been on the straight line since 1956? That's right. No, the reality is everyone, you know, just slips away. You get to the teenage, you know, stage and run about 17, 18, and you, you just pull out. Mm. And I did the same. Mm. Let me not say I did it. It came to me. How? <laughs> because I just found myself just, you know, loitering around and going and being with the the guys in today's language to be out be chilling with other people. <laughs> my 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 age group, my peers, and traveling, you know, traveling together, going to this party, to this function and the like. And that may gave me very little chances for worship going to church and the like. But I've seen that in the 34 years of my ministry is that uh, people stray, but they do come back. And this is why my heart was boiling when we attained freedom in 94. And while I was ministering at uh, Bethesda Church, and there were many people who were coming back from exile. Mm. And uh, all the people that come to church for the first time, they were under my care and my wife's care, Pumi, in, in the class. And when they shared that, Mfundisi, since I've been away, I've never been to church. Mm. I grew up from in a Christian family and I'm back now. I'm trying to recap, you know, what my parents told me. Mm. And it gave me a pet in your life, you know, and then people want to go back. Sometimes go back when the parents are no more, but they remember that their parents were like this. Mm. So I did go out, but I came back, and it was when I came back that it came with, with strong power. What made you come back? I, th I think it was just you know, judging and assessing yourse yourself. I assessed myself wherever I was. If you turned, sing at What am I doing here? Who am I? Mm. That. Who am I? What am I doing here? You know? And back home, things are okay. And I went back to church. And the first thing I became, a, I became a choir master. Oh, yes, because you sing also. Yes, I do sing. Yes. <laughs> and I was in a place where there was a struggle and a need. 
and I'm not really, really proficient in in music, but I love music. And I took up the church choir and we went places. We did wonderful things, bought uniforms, sing for opening of churches and the like. And that brought me close a bit. And then after that, I became um, a, a YMG member, Young Men's Guild, the Red Westcote. And the, I grew up phenomenally. Mm. And I became a Wesley Gilder. Uh, in fact, that's where I met my wife, Pumi, ah. uh, the Wesley Guild. Um, not that we go for, to Wesley Guild, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's where we met. And then, and gradually this changed and turned over and became a call into preaching. Um, um, you know, you become sensitized that you really become, you know, um, uh, attuned to the spiritual things. You know, just a, a caveat is, I used to see my father sitting under the tree reading a Bible. You know, it could be a Saturday morning or Sunday, Sunday morning before going to church. And as he as was reading the Bible, I would see him taking his glasses out and I would see him dropping a tear or two. And I would wonder, what's happening? Why is daddy crying? And I would, in my own private way, take a Bible and go to my bedroom, the children's bedroom, not my bedroom. <laughs> we never had bedroom. <laughs> so we shared. <laughs> and I would read this Bible and I said, there's nothing that makes me cry here. And I wondered. But it grew, you know, on and on. And I realized it, there came a point when I could read the Bible and then I would be in tears. Mm. Unfortunately, this story, like the prodigal, prodigal son, you know, I read that and I realize this is where I come from, and I've been tears. So today, the conversation we want to have with you is twofold. Mm. The first part of that is that we we wish to expand and unpack. Um, marriage, the current state of marriages in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are a marriage healer, um, in in terms of you are a marriage counselor um, and you work with people and in relationships and families, we kind of want to zoom in a little bit on what your work has revealed to you. <coughs> um, we want to zoom in on what your work has revealed to you about what's going on in the state of our families and our marriages mm-hmm. in the country. Um, and we want to look at this from an African perspective yes. as well as a Western perspective. Yes. What are the different understandings of marriage in these different approaches? And then to touch on your work with Abantu who've also experienced divorce yep. and what that's like and how, and how, 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 how do we understand that? Yeah. Um, and then secondly, we also want to create links and bridges between African spirituality and Christianity. Mm. So the first question that I have for you is... How, what's your understanding of marriage? What is marriage? How do you define marriage? I'll give you three, you know, uh, expositions or explanations, definitions of marriage. Marriage, for others, particularly in the Western view, marriage is a nuclear family thing. That's marriage. We're husband and wife, that's all. It has nothing to do with anybody. When I say anybody, anybody. It, it just depends on the, the couple itself. The boy and the girl, the man and the woman, that's all. 
not even a cousin, not even an aunt. That uh, becomes a nuclear kind of marriage. And then we have the biblical one, which, uh, which speaks about um, a, a, a man who leave his or her, or her parents. Now, I'm juxtaposing that. His parents and cling to his wife. So you need to understand that the Bible was written from the male perspective. So everything written there is about the man, the man, the man. But implicitly, the woman is implicated there. The woman would leave her parents and cling to her man. And that's the idea that you know, we need to understand. And marriage, in terms of the Bible, is a divine institution. It's holy, and it has to be kept as such, you know, that it's holy. You can, we cannot defile it. We need to try, by all means. It's God's, God's thing that is so sacred. So that we, that's the view. And if we take marriage like that, we will honor it and respect it, or we would know that it is God's thing. It's not our thing. There are people who are not married at an age of 55, 60. They still yearn for, but it doesn't happen. So it becomes God's thing. So that's the biblical perspective. And I'm not going to be saying this one is better than the other one, but I want to see these in a holistic way. Mm. And then my final one is the African perspective. Where marriage between two people is not about two people. It's about the community. It's a community activity. You know, the, 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 the men tending ship in the rural back home belongs to that marriage and owns it. And they are part and parcel of that whatever, whatever marriage is. So you know, the teacher of your children, you know, is involved. The priest that leads you is involved in this marriage, even if they never speak to you. But the African concept says, what happens with you, I'm also part with you. You know, what has happened with me, you are also part of that. You don't have to apply. It's there instinctively. You know, we belong to each other. I belong to this marriage. I cannot keep quiet when I see something challenging or affecting that marriage. I need to find a way to rescue and help in that marriage. So you have that one, nuclear, nuclear family, you have the biblical concept and the African. So for me, these three interwoven together, they form a solid ground. Because of course, there are moments where we have to cling to the nuclear thing, where it's you and me, you know, that kind of thing, you and me, in, you know, in your relationship. The times when you need to acknowledge it as a sacred, holy, divine thing. There are times when you have to acknowledge the African concept of community. By the way, anything that is African is community. Why do you think it's like that? Why do you think they set it up like that? Yeah, it's not a matter. We, we, were, we came up like that, that anything. Get it from the greeting. Moluin, I mean, but you're alone. Mm. But I'm saying Moluin. Mm. Because we, the belief in us is that as Africans, as you are there, as I'm greeting the, you there, you are surrounded by your spirits, your ancestors. You're walking with them. You're sitting with them. They are there. 
And somewhere in the Bible also, I like it, it says we, we, we are surrounded by a host, a cloud of witnesses, mm. you know. You know, because you are pillowed. Is it Zakini is in plural form. You can say in in a gesture, but every time I see a pila ninja nigotuanina. You're talking to one person and you are one, but you are including the others that cannot be seen through the naked eye. Because we believe that those who are dead, they are still alive. They feel in the book of Hebrews, Basatet. They are still alive. So this is why I have to acknowledge that Joban Tetanji, Ditetanji, Dimongwengo Makatela, Apa, Omakatelom Kolo, Osising, Onkunjuma Tembel. They are surrounding me, they walk with me, they prepared, they intercede and pray for me because they're close to God. So tell us about your work as a marriage healer. What are you finding? What is the state of marriage in South Africa and how does your work respond to that? The first thing is that we need to acknowledge that marriage is under great stress in South Africa. Um, It's been challenged by situations. I mean, it could be due to unemployment. It could be due to, you know, um, whatever promiscuity, um, I must indicate that in Chatuye to South Africa, Yenzagaliswa is cheating mostly. That's number one. That's the greatest thing, you know. They it disintegrates relationships. I don't want to get into the area where it's males or females, but cheating, promiscuity, is the major thing that is happening. You know, I heard this morning that, you know, men who commit suicide, 39% commit suicide in Gauteng and, and in KZN, 20-something percent, and in, in the Eastern Cape, it's about 13%. I heard that this morning. And those are startling figures. I wasn't aware. Hmm. But why? Well, there are many forces of influence, like unemployment, you know, that kind of thing, you know. But in marriage... Uh, the biggest threat has been that people get excited about other things and forget to nest their marriages. My cliche in, in my counseling is invest in your marriage. No matter how much it costs you, invest. In terms of time, resources, uh, love and all, invest. You know, you're not going to, to lose anything. Rather, you're going to gain it will build your family and it will strengthen and grow your love relationship. Marriage is about supporting each other because the two people, they need each other. And there must be some intellectual connection, emotional connection, spiritual connection, and you know, emotional connection. So those, for me, four, they form a formidable basis for a strong marriage, that the four components, because they will enable your spirituality to grow. And also the other thing is that in our marriages today, most of us do not really, are not aware, or if they are aware, but they do not take into cognizance 
um, uh, the, the dimension of African spirituality. Understanding the spirituality part of it, that Jomoba Shadile, Aksiti Nagupele Shadile, Kungeni Femele Zimbini Ab, Abakwa Zondi, Bashadena, Bagwam Telis. Is it a Lozagab Telis, Nezagwa Zondi? Says Langan Siwe. Because Konama rituals in Zuayo, before Shad. Same They are things that are done before, before the hilly day. You see? So there's a lot of work that's happening. And that's that involves the spiritual dimension of African marriage. All that goes with it, you know, and those things are critical for African spirituality. Because Mm. So it's those things that are cre- So I guess some do not know, but I think a bigger percentage knows, but I say Tateli serious loan. And this is what I encourage in our marriage counseling that through the Magadlela Institute, the one that I run, that people should be aware of this and take them seriously and keep them and honor them. And that ma- doesn't make pe- a person less, pe- less of a person, but it rather it strengthens their relationship. Mm. And then the other challenge that we face is, is of, um, is of um, uh, uh, communication, it's a lot of communication. It's, it's terrible, it, you know. How do we communicate? Because I guess from my experience, the communication in relationships and marriages is different from the communication in in corporate world. The win in marriages is that if you listen more than talking, you have great chances of succeeding in your marriage. (laughs) But, you know, in the corporate world, we, you know, even in, in my preaching, it is preach... Preach, man, like I'm a preach so that you win people for Jesus. Mm. It's always preach, preach, win, preach, preach, win. Sell these cars, you'll get commission, da 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 da, everywhere. You know, stand in front of children and teach them we want to get A's, seven A's, you know, that kind of. It's talk and win, talk and win. And marriage is listen. Not that you don't talk, talk, but listen talking. You must talk less and listen more to each other. And then you become well-grounded. And to a certain extent, people need to be taught to listen. What we normally do, we hear Mm. and not listen. Listening has something to do with getting into the shoes of the other. So forget our You know, then that's, there's no empathy there. Mm. You know, mm. it, listening has empathy in it. Jesus was empathetic about anything. 
that another person has. I booze it, Ufunandi Gwenzelindon. It landed. Eh, Ubandi Boni. Leana yat. Ah, Kakushuniswa, Lululua, Lenny Lidam. A Kakon Bambandi and Lasselepire. The figure say Leighton Goo. And Jesus always listens, doesn't just hears. He listens, and after listening, it will compel you to act. And you'll act appropriately. Ubandi Mamelentlogaco, Dicking a dizzy ve, Dinalentlogo tetangai melisutan. Out tetangai, di vecho apagum de yo. Im daguitu. E iplulendit. Oh, stand or some. Do you know that on its own, without panado, is therapeutic? Hmm. Because I empathize and say, I'm sorry. Maybe let's, let's, let's have a sip of water. A coriace, a cop tablet, gamansage, you lapete. Because somebody listened and followed suit and put an appropriate action. So listening plays a pivotal role. And then the others, you know, in passing, I'm not going to explain them. You know, it's, what's important is to understand each other that you are from different backgrounds. You know, uh, couples. I mean, kulsheng inzel and nam di kulsheng inzel. You know, you know, come six o'clock ngwe mtanda zwekai das land. When a girl alok go go in a cold park. So we need to understand the backgrounds. You know, uba lo upuleng alusob and help each other. Uba sifa sifa ganenzeleni. You know, not as nyanzelo but a gradual education that takes process between the two of you. When somebody must try to stand as a three minutes, at the end, I am not to stand as a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a three minutes. Then a little bit by bit, five minutes, it's ten minutes, etc. So that's that, you know, backgrounds, it's important. And then, of course, it's the money part. These days, particularly in Johannesburg, the money part is putting families, relationships, you know, married couples into trouble. Within the same family, I don't believe that is nice. We need to find a way where we work together. Because money also is a tool, measuring tool, to gauge our spirituality. Mm. Yes. Can Can you say some more about that? The more we manage our money properly, it tells us about how we value God. It tells us also how we value our families because money has got something to do about preserving, you know, and acquiring, you know, for the future. Abandon and the like. You spoke about that at Tambili. You know, abandon. Abandon an asset. You know, I mean, nizau figa nani kule agenti kuyuba. I understand ziligwam nangu kusendenze abandon. You know, but yes, there is a part that says I'm doing it for myself, but the larger part is I want to leave a legacy for my children and my grandchildren so that I, I, what I want, you know, what is known by my family, I don't want anyone in my family who will be stranded and str- struggling and be jobless. That's one thing. I don't want anybody poorer. I'm creating, you know, something that will help them that even the dumbest should find a way of being self-employed and run his or her life. We are done.
akuzufana nathi you know we we had to scratch you know valuing what our parents did but you realize that those were tough times mm. it wasn't easy but ngoku you know amathuba amahle so it's important managing money god's way yeah and i call that financial freedom within a love relationship i mean i do find couples where a wife doesn't know how much her husband earns Johnny. I'm telling yes. you, where a husband earns money, but the wife doesn't know anything about that money. Is that marriage? Is that union? Is there transparency? You know, because I've been to my family, been this Bambati society, you know, everything. You know, you should put on the table and make that. And then when I, I run counseling in that area, I also give them a financial a family budget template to say this is how you do it you know uh, basically everybody knows but nobody practices many do not practice you know family budget things it helps to have that i say to myself oh poor me i started this thing late without being taught but experience teaching me and we realize with poor me that we need to have a family budget So we are hardly something like 15 20 years into family budget. We know that there's nothing you can do without family budget. We know that there must be commitment to give towards God's work. Giving in church. Tithe, they're what you call tithing. Mm. You know, I know the Methodist church we call planned giving, dedicated giving. Sit um homo di cabello. Io ranella runa ko kiriki. You, know, you need to do that. You know, you, when you haven't given, I don't feel free when I haven't. Irrespective of the situation, financial situation I am, I need to give God first so that I become free. And when I give to God, what I realize in my life is that when I give to God's work, God gives me more. I have testimonies. So we'll reserve that for next time. <laughs> But that's that. The other part that I see is people, particularly ladies who are vocal. Ladies have got a gift of being vocal about their situations. Those that are threatened by divorce. And um, I didn't realize how painful divorce was. You know, I learned it from listening and journeying with people. Did you hear that? From listening, not from hearing. From listening from um, people who are going through divorce or who have recently been divorced or who have been divorced. And when they came to me say, Fundi say, why you do for marriages, you married people, Tina divorces, what do you do? That's when I paid my attention to them. And then I realized the, the pain of divorce, whether men, male or female, but the vocal are female. They are ostracized they are you know you know put on the sidelines they are not trusted the divorced women the, you know i'm generalizing mm. here but that's the pain they suffer with you know such that they stop being themselves and be something else they are not even free to participate in church because they've got fears that they might be labeled you know something else you know somebody slay queen kind of thing but these are people that need us 
that we journey with them and we open doors for them to exercise their God-given gifts. Even Nangasindu, divorced people were not thrown away. We embraced them. In fact, the African tradition embraces divorced people far mm. more stronger than any other thing. And our Ochongelwa pans. And in some instances, that's that. Because you don't know. And they can't change their surname. They are that surname. And you need to bring them in that way. If Koko transition, it is done with dignity. You know? And that makes me to pose a question about the LBGT community. You know, that these are the things that we are currently facing now and we haven't really opened up, you know, openly, openly. Mm. And we need to find a way to open up because these people are God's people. They are also human beings. They need to be embraced. They need to be loved. You know, it's a pity that we haven't grown so much. Uh, we, time is beating us. You know, we just put them aside and give them names and the like. But I want to emphasize from my side, I have, you know, a, a lesbian ladies that I've been ministering to, you know, that we're planning to get married. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. I'm not licensed but through my church, Methodist Church. I cannot marry but ministering to people, praying for them and counseling them, mm. I do that um, uh, quite often. So just know that it's a, let's open doors for these, the LBGT community, and make them feel as human beings. <laughs> truly relevant in the 21st century? We had a hard time letting go of this during our interview with Dato Gamete, and it was hard to pose it to a figure of authority from a contested religion like Christianity. What do we do with the fact that there's a double consciousness when it comes to our spirituality? How do we build community in families? Thinking of, so Ikawa has been a space of, of community, but how do we merge that? And I'm thinking of the, the conversation we had about the idea of communion, but also the idea of and this consistency of bringing people together. Yeah. And what that does, I guess, in, in building community, but also in strengthening people as spiritual beings, in a sense. I think the first thing, let me begin by saying, let's start, when we build a community, the first thing is, and the first thing that I'm expecting, I'm expecting a baby. Oh. Yeah. In fact, I do say that in public. I mean, as I marry people that, you know, I mean, I've taken people through counseling. We spoke about sex and, and, and. And then, and then, and then, to explain it is a way of, it's a ritual, a Christian ritual 
of accepting a child into the Christian family, a baby or an adult. But say, I'm going to get a song on the line, and I'm going to get not umdana one, wait. You know, it's the Christian church. And so you baptize in this congregation. So baptism is a, a way of receiving a child into the Christian family. We do have baptism. that's baptism. Introducing an African child into the family of that clan. That's baptism. So these are the two sides of the same coin. And when we do, the tendency is that when we do lay in Beleko, I want to in my ministry, I've never hidden that. The churches I've served, they will attest to the fact that I encourage that. In fact, accents in Belego, Loms and Noms and Dandi Yaguo, Kutum Fundis, Sepatel and Namsan, Gulevic, a Stella Caspumiconswin, Uzuti Utikai Pai Kai, Uzo, you know, just to Kaitanch. So if I have six baptism, nine baptism, I'll be going house to house. And then get into the morning. It's what in the dens around Tandazo. You know, this is recent. It is to honor and to be with the people of God. So that affirms that. You're building community when you're doing that. You know, the child is put into the family. And that, like, of course, I went to baptism. You know, come and have it. That's community building, you know. And remember, in the African tradition, eating together is a, fam- is a community activity. We don't even have to invite. You don't say, I, I, I want seven people. We are welcome. We don't inv- do invitations. Mm. Uh, rather, figure to a pelly go to your Zanya, no bind only. And we are voice alone, but we have got tattoos cock. One nigger, but we have a pelly. Got the corner to the foreman and the guards and figure to a Ubdualap pelly. Obsilway, bacon. And then that's what you get. And then when they dish, we dish together. You know, it's our Nisibanum tender leg. Abanya it once a month, abanya once a quarter, abanya once, I mean, every week, you know. And in the communion, uh, the teaching about Holy Communion from my Methodist background is that as we share in the uh, partake of the Holy Communion, we're joined by the church triumphant. Tina, 
were the church militant. We still, Sisabetwa is his critical as a lapimshabi. Kodra inkonza singa senta, those who've gone before us, or those who've died, when we eat communion and receive it, we eat with them in a mysterious way. The theologians say, in a mysterious way. The way that we cannot explain fully and in a way that you can grasp, I can grasp. But sinabo apes kwisilios ngwele. Tandi samgela ndisil, samgela no tatam nemrot. No mama am constants. Dikanabo kulendao. Is nyanyaza kutu sinazo kulendao. You know? So holy communion is a spiritual thing. It's important. That's why a person when he's in hospital, attendibizelein mfundisazon pumtendele. Eh? Do that. I was called here, Rosebank, 11 at night, kwa phone nji. Mfundi si, we only know you. Eh, can you please come? There's a member from Benoni who wants communion. Dam, but psu, kwa ndabizu mfangesam, psu, 11 o'clock, figa paya. It was uh, an old man from Benoni, a white member of the Methodist Church that I don't know. And then we shared communion, wachika, mayongino, and I gave him, and I left. Before I reached home, a cell phone rang. He was gone. It's a spiritual thing. We don't take it seriously. We don't become honest. I mean, you know, we, we need to clean and clear ourselves. It must be a direct communication. And we do that through Holy Communion. And people believe that, you know, um, when he got get communion, we, we, we are re-energized. We are re-accepted into our fold. You know, we are for, forgiven, we are cleansed, we are renewed. You know, it's all those things. It's a deep prayer and when you receive communion. And we should come there. We are even telling us, we come knowing that we are weaklings. We come knowing that we are weaklings. We come knowing that we are sinners. But when we receive the bread and wine, it is the power of Jesus that cleanses us. And so it's important for us. That person understands, you know, the value of receiving Holy Communion. As in Torungwen, as Belele. And then get into Kutali where Apekai, Sisabi, the Skumbulo Makul, Dandi Chonjalepa, and the Sesame Funus was a Jason Fussy, Epa, Kutali where Egwens and Ditty. I can't do because Cocktail says this one into a Hamente Vagan Consocuni, Tienian and Gapa, Quama Momcopos, you know, Etien, that my Yegwelon. Maktuinj, Sinom Sabins of Kumbulo Makul, Ibegue, Pa. So it's those things, they've got a spiritual dimension. The African spiritual thing. Once 30, Lula. 
Yes, besestili paman. Eh, eh, kote no kumaken bambi nchi. That's a spiritual attachment. Leo as bambi nchi. Yugu tak. And dinao sala. Dinga kamlanka apa. Funanga nengene. Divin malenye nalem nalep msabins. Let me get the spirit from this. A bambi kat. At I send him kill. Utolili. It's not Gubuyakal or Gwatin, but it's a person who understands. If I don't, I would have abdicated my responsibility as one of the Africans joined to this family. Yolanda, ina lisas into uti, kaupiku chang esindu uti. I no, no. You better, you better take even the matter pama bi because that's a spiritual thing. I mean, probably that's why we as priests, there's Cholo Gaba from this bank. We as priests in a me car Because the is Belize Mahamed. But be that as it may, I'm saying, in eating, in the meal, Sikuleti Nabisicha Mbizene Yotwa. You know, Begwe Nova Nova Lukoko, you know, Stab. Songena Song. Tina. And that's where others learn to eat fast <laughs> in order to get more. Mm. That's where others, you know, you, you, you get, you know, schooled. But as we eat this conversation, you know, there's something going on that builds us. And gives us, uh, probably reminds us of our responsibilities as young children. And I come to Chongba, and now we are now Chile or Sitin. We eat together, and enjoy it. And let me tell you the other spiritual benefit of Africanism as you eat together. We are just learning to know. Yakaula is Quickly get fed up. I'm telling you, there's a magic. That's the spiritual dimension. It's a holy communion kind of thing mm. as African people. And this is why we cherish eating together. You know, we, I mean, the modern thing you spoke about flats, you know, we don't get those opportunities. You know, say, California, man, in McDonald's, delivery. And it's very cool. But, okay. Because complex, opposite reporter, because you report a corporate they're slaughtering goats here. <laughs> this is barbaric. You know, it's it's. Oh, where is singing umshab as exactly. well? It's about our spiritual exactly. connection to umshab, physical dislocation of African people. So it's you know it's 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 so wonderful to get a picture of of how things are meant to be or can be or have been before, right? And and the sad part is how do we how do we bridge the gap between where we are and our various complexities, and and how to reach for with realities such as exactly. landlessness exactly. and 
and dislocation yes, and, and, yes. and your culture being problematized or seen as barbaric when you eat with your hands. Yeah. Barbaric yeah. When, <laughs> when there's two, there's pe- more than one, one pe- pe- person is eating on the same plate, you yes. know. Iba, mm. um, yeah. not even not even hostility coming towards it, it just <clears throat> ignorance and 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 it not being acknowledged, you know. That's true. That way of being. There are boys today, particularly in Georgia, they can't slaughter a cow. Or, I mean, not even a cow. Go to a ship. I had to sit down and teach my sons how to slaughter. I sit down, literally. Today I don't. Okay, how are these days? Yes. You hire someone to come as a If you get ready. Because of that very exactly. thing that you're talking about. People I, don't know how. They don't know how. Mm. My sons know how to slaughter. I sit and I say, there you are. They churn, 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 they because I realize the value. And they will want to do these things. And I won't be there. We carry on with the tradition. They may not get everything, but they must get something. You know, because two sides of the same coin. Without without Jesus being at the center of your life. Because rather than that, Jesus affirms our traditions and our customs. You know, whether it's a Saturday or Sunday, it's not important. But it was a holy day. What do you say? gentlemen. And this is I've come to add on top of what your tradition says. Not to subtract, not to crush, but to add. And that's where we get, you know, some missionaries messed us up. They confused us. Mm. And this is why people abstain from Amasiko. Ma, you know, Tandiko to Gilindekaya Kaiseren. That's the first thing. Before the Those two, Eva. Yes. I never separate them. I give them their rightful place. But your life has got to have Jesus. And then Sabas better and Utubati, you sugar nana yon kalendoino. Ububu eighteen, Nalendonis mobileo. Such change were taken and we missed the mark. It was our harmatia. That's a Greek word for missing the mark. 
it was her not here. We missed the mark. Bona baby be Quebec. That in the moon they say Orkney, a fall reef gold mines. That along with you, long up all good to see my baby, a Orkney. What to tell and him carpe, Gwenzelwa, this um tenders is a pie man. That was my first experience. So figure by insane. First experience. I loved it that they are open about it. But I said, it's not pronounced. We're governed and led by Jesus more than anything. He's the king of kings. He's the creator. He's everything. You know, and I take that theology from Professor Dixon Kwesi, um, who was a world-renowned African theologian who died in a accident. He was from Ghana. But that guy was powerful in African theology. He broke, he broke you know, the ground by being one of the leading articulate black theologians. And then there's a relationship between the dead, the living, and those that are still going to be born. It's a tri triangular kind of thing. You know, because of course I'm Yeah? You know, Nam. There's a link. He says it's an intrinsic link that you cannot break. And that's the African view of the interrelatedness of these three entities. So there's no harm in remembering your mom dead. So here's a music going. Wonderful, beautiful mountains of America. You know, <laughs> you don't have to wonderful, beautiful mountains of America. This, 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 you know. So it's those things um, that make us who we are and that we shouldn't be shy about. Mm. 
I'm telling you, if Wutanji Kumanji Kogu Kumanji, in no time I'm done lele. Flat. Flat. This is the thing as funny. It's in the spilling as a schooling as a challenger. You know, Kutum Donone Yon. Exactly. So Zongas is into, you know, Yaya's you are male and female. Give help and end up where we should end. You don't go beyond. You know, but you know what's happening. We need to learn about some of the things that are still applicable. And others, yes, probably they are outdated, but they could can be decoded to suit the, the now. I'm not worried about decoding. I know others are sensitive about that. They want the original thing. But for me, is to accept what you can. I sense there's a great desire and yearning and longing from young people to these days to want to know about African things. There's great, they need it like yesterday. They want it. Um, I pick that up from my sons, I pick that up from their friends, I pick up from church, young people, which can't guarantee. I have one. So basically, that's that. And maybe many oppose the one other question. Mm. I don't have another question. I think all my questions they have you've answered them actually, especially yes. in this last section. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm satisfied that we've covered the ground that we wanted to cover. Yes. And and mm. But do you see the Good. link between the Christian thing and the African tradition? Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean. It's this is more for people who are who are in conflict. I have, mm. I have a friend who, you know, has recently started burning in Bepo. Yeah. She went to go see Isangoma yes. for the first time in her life and she yes. was so afraid. Oh my. You know, afterwards she was like, You Millie, I just wanted to tell you, but I mean I thought it was gonna be smoke and hellfires and I'm just I've got the, <laughs> the Christian guilt is in the back of my mind. Mm. Don't do this, yeah. don't do this. And even now when she burns it, she's still afraid that she's doing something wrong. Something wrong. For me, this really was about trying to you know, normalize the the the, the mm. nuanced nature of our realities uh, yeah. as Africans, which is always that we don't live in one world, we live in two worlds. We I live see. in our world, we live in the Western world, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. This makes us better people, this makes us stronger, this makes us wiser, yeah. this makes us able to respond to the conditions of life yes. more. If so, because we jump from one side to another. Yes. Um, and to also, I mean, I guess for people like me who also... Um, Need to be reminded of the the fruits and the and the and the wisdoms of Christianity. Yes, because I, I look at it through the prism of what I'm seeing, and I'm mm. like, hey, and this is Andi, because it just looks like people have it's far from what it was, yes. you know, and yes. so or, or, or from what it's meant to be. Yeah. And I, I feel like this conversation has. Um, mm, 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 it's it's. Yes, praise be to God. 
<coughs> what I observe as I was driving coming here, which was reflecting, every time somebody speaks to Teti Laws, you know, you know, everybody in and says, you know, hey, this thing, man, in a power, man. In a power, Yashugumis and Jebus took Shuguma, madam. No more melum de Teddy Laws. Yanagazis are glad. We are born by his So, all in a spiritual thing is more powerful than a normal thing, just ordinary thing. You know, when you touch God's things, it's holy. It's holy. That's the thing. I, I, you don't calculate. So basically, I'm so glad that we've had this discussion. We can take it further at any other time. Mm. There are other areas that we haven't tapped into. Mm. But I want to thank you for your spirit and for your, for your thinking and, your, and for listening and for willing to be, to be, to be part of this. And thank you for being humble to listen to me. Sometimes I speak as um, odd words <laughs> that would easily be termed naughty. <laughs> but that's the way I communicate. And in order for people to understand, just say it as it is. Mm. So on behalf of Makarlela Institute of Authentic Leadership, I really thank you. Umoya on African Spirituality is a Kaya FM podcast created and produced by Milisu Tando Pongela and Atambila Masola. Our team includes editors Pamandla Yende, KG Shabangu, executive producer Ngabagazi Manzi, and project manager Ridume Tempole. Our theme song is Tuli Mama by Tabang Dabane. Get in touch with us on umoya at kayafm.co.za for any questions, comments, or queries. Otherwise, follow Kaya FM on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mama wa mi mama wa mi wa mama wa mi mama wa mi ya kumbu na mama wa mi